From the Ellen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios, high atop Turtle Creek Village, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. It's your host, Ryan Trimble, coming to you once again, and joined by a guy with a really cool shirt today. Man, that is a great shirt. He, of course, Sean P. Williams. Good day, sir. Good day, Ryan. It has been very difficult to try to figure out what to wear under these circumstances. Is it winter? Is it spring? My wardrobe doesn't know. Short sleeve, long sleeve, like it has been a struggle. I was actually on the phone with somebody today and they were um, said, they said, I'm trying to figure out what to wear and I'm trying to figure out what to eat. And I said, well, I went one for one because I did good (laughs) on food, but like the dress, I have no idea what to wear right now. Man, you're always super stylish. I, I envy you. Even even when you lost seven shirts, I mean, that was a tough one, pal. But it seems like you are recovering. I'm that. I'm trying to. This is not one of the ones that's recovered. I'm <laughs> trying to recover. Well, um, I'm proud of you, and thanks for thanks for your courage to button up. And you haven't rolled your sleeves up yet, but I know you. Sure will, I know I you will be soon. Sure will. It's still early in the day that's, that's at, right. at time of recording. <laughs> yes, plenty of time to roll up one sleeve. Yes, this is. Uh, it's early in the morning here, um, which is uh, unusual, but um, provides a nice segue, I think, Sean, into early voting, which time of recording started today. You know, our last one of our last guests texted me this morning and I got looked down. I had a text that said, I got it done. And I was like, man, it is early to be getting anything done. But I don't know what that is. And when I opened it, it was. Linda Williams, I was who had already say, done her her civic duty, and she had already early voted. I, I had a feeling it was her. She is into getting things done, efficiency, effectiveness, all the qualities and characteristics of Linda Williams, Sean. And we want everybody to be like Linda Williams and go get your early vote on, right? That's right, Sean. You can vote uh, all the way through March 1st. In Dallas County, uh, it is open. You don't have to go to your precinct polling location. You can go to any voting location. So if you happen to drive by a rec center and see the vote here sign and that you got a couple minutes, just you know, go ahead and pop in. Go let's let's do it, people. Let's get engaged here. Let's get it done. The weather's gonna be getting warmer. We don't want anybody to come up with any excuses of how they could and sunny. We're gonna get maybe touch 80 here one of these days in the next couple of weeks. So go ahead and get your early voting in. Don't Making these excuses, let let's all take part. That's let's participate. right. Get involved. That's right. And shout out to all the the candidates and uh, campaign staff that are out there at the polls today. You know, I, I have obviously done that, you know, played that role and stood out at the polls. And there was one year where it was like it's you know sleet one day, and then it was you know beating down. It was like eighty five the next day. I mean. It was like a com- some sort of wacky commercial or something, Sean. I mean, it was brutal. Welcome was brutal. to Texas, Ryan Trumbull. Thank Welcome you. Welcome to Texas. Make sure to get out. Uh, shout out to the precinct chairs. Shout out to everybody that's, <laughs> that's making right. this thing happen, right? That's right. That's right. So um, go out. Come on. Be a part of this thing, people. Right, I want to take a moment, personal privilege, to give a shout out to one of our clients that it's coming up on a really big event. The Bishop Arts Theater Center is going to be hosting their third annual band book festival. This year, it's inspired by New York Times bestselling author Heather McGee. She wrote a book called The Sum of Us, What Racism Costs Everyone and How We Can Prosper Together. 
And at Bishop Arts Theater Center, the the One Act Festival will be running from February 29th through March 17th. And Ryan, I know you remember that last year the festival was inspired by the 1619 project. Yeah. We also had a chance to work on that with our friends at the All Stars Project, and it was really great. And we are so looking forward to the to this version of the festival. Yeah, it's fun. It's really great, Sean. You know, it's so funny. We are big library goers in our household, so um, I need to pick up a copy of that. And I've seen your card, by the way. Yes, probably fell out of my wallet at some <laughs> point, or some kid took it out and was running around with it. But um, yeah, I, I love the. Uh, I did see a great. It was like I think it was like a garden flag or a sign at the library or something. It's it was the come and take it Texas flag, mm-hmm. but it was a guy sitting there reading a book and had the star on the top of it, like a stick figure guy. So I like uh, it. come and take the banned books. I like it. I like it. No, this is going to be great. And you know, I was I've been listening to the Some of Us by Heather McGee, and a friend of mine was listening. He was further ahead than me. Yeah. And he said, man, I was in chapter 10 and they talk about Marsha, your cousin, Marsha Jackson. And I was like, man, really? And so I had picked Slip up the, I had picked up the <laughs> book. Yeah. And so I had an opportunity to flip to page 287, where it refers to uh, a black woman standing in front of what appears to be a mountain. But the caption reads Marsha Jackson and Shingle Mountain, uh, which is really cool. And ironically, on Sunday, I was out with the family getting some Tex-Mex. I won't uh-huh. uh, reveal exactly where because they're not a sponsor. No, no. but, but they could be. They could be. And I, I would love for them to become that. That's right. We were out enjoying some Tex-Mex and heard, and heard someone say, you know, call out my name, call out the judge and look back. And it was actually Marsha, her daughter and her granddaughter. We happen to be enjoying Tex-Mex in the same place. And I told her about this and she she was not aware that she had been mentioned in this book to some of us. So I was able to share that with her and, you know, just all the great work that she's done over the last few years. I'm so proud of my cousin. Man, that is that is really fun, Sean. Well, we will have to dive into uh, that book. I'll look forward to picking up a copy and uh, giving, it a, giving it a run at least through page 287. You know, I got to get the large. And make sure that you go to um, the Bishop Arts Theater website, get your tickets for the show. Um, it's going to be a great time. Speaking of great time, we had a great time with two more guests for this episode. That's right. Is this a new thing for us, Sean? Could I don't be. know. I'm I, mean, not, I don't know if I'm ready. Double guests every episode. I don't know if we're quite there yet, but this was really fun. Uh, Ross Mulford, Nicole Brewer from Classic Whimsy, Sean. I think everybody's going to be really fired up about this episode. I was not aware until you made me aware of the work that they're doing and how popular um, this brand is for, you know, for especially for kids and for families who are really, really into this. And so I pre- I appreciate you for introducing me, but now I'm glad that we have an opportunity to introduce our listeners. Yeah, Ross and Nicole are the heads of Classic Whimsy. Uh, this is a children's clothing line. Um, it's boutique quality, not boutique prices, um, you know, local operation, but they are shipping to 50 states every week. They are moving and grooving. Um, so uh, I am so excited. Let's just jump right in to our interview with Nicole and Ross after this break, Sean. This is Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, 
Welcome back. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, this is an exciting day. We are in studio with not one, but two great guests today. How will we do it? How will we do it? I don't know. Let's find out. They, of course, Nicole Brewer and Ross Mulford. Nicole's the co-founder and president, and Ross is the CFO of Classic Whimsy, one of our outstanding classic children's clothing stores an e-commerce, a growing e-commerce giant, a rising star. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Glad to be here. Now, now, we've gotten to know you guys over the past several months, and it's been super exciting to see, you know, see the inner workings of the shop. But for those people, you know, those of our listeners who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? This is Nicole Brewer, and I am from Dallas, grew up here, went to SMU, total homebody. <laughs> and uh, co-founded Smocked Auctions in 2010. I have a uh, 14-year-old little girl and a 15-year-old son and in the thick of high school with them. And God bless you. Familiar. familiar. Yes. 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 So, um, so yeah, that's about me. Yeah. And I'm Ross Mulford. I also uh, grew up here in Dallas, went to ESD, Dallas Episcopal, and then to Vanderbilt. Um, and then uh, came back to Dallas and was working with an asset manager that had been very involved in a company called Cricket, which is online, uh, kind of mm -hmm. women retail focused. Um, that ended up going public. And so kind of in the middle of that met uh, Nicole. Um, and there's an opportunity to kind of go over there, similar space. And so we have been linked up ever since and having a lot of fun. So Nicole, tell us about Classic Whimsy. Um, you know, tell us about the company that you found and also a, a little bit about your recent name change. Okay. We uh, originally were called Smocked Auctions and it we originally got our name because we were selling smocked clothing in a Facebook auction format and uh, it caught on quickly. And so we that we named ourselves in about an hour and uh, <laughs> and then kept kind of having this thought of every year, like, gosh, maybe we should change our name. No, we've got this many followers on Instagram and this many on Facebook. We've we really can't change our name now. And really over the last several years, it's become apparent that uh, it was time, our, our name no longer made sense. Uh, that wasn't part of our business model anymore. And frankly, we'd, grow, we'd grown well beyond smocked clothing, uh, really offering everything from casual to still that traditional, you know, Southern look. And Classic Whimsy has been a brand that we actually trademarked in 2010 at the end of the year and has been foundational to our business because we manufacture and design about 90% of what we sell. And since about 2010, most of those products have had the label Classic Whimsy in them. So it's definitely people that have shopped with us for a long time are very familiar with that. So it makes, uh, it's not a shock to anybody who's been with us for a long time. And really, as we are growing into new customer bases and really is uh, more encompassing of what we're really doing. Yeah, it's it, that's really great, and I, I love the rebrand, and I I love the logo. We'll we'll post uh we'll post the image here when we put when we get the episode up. But um, now I don't know who wants to field this. I of course, being a dude and somebody who's not generally up on fashion, I didn't know what smocking was or what made classic children's clothing. So can y'all describe what smocking is and what your products are? Well, I'll say you're not unusual in that our, our <laughs> web traffic is about you know 98 percent uh young moms and grandmothers so, so I don't, don't, bad don't, uh, <laughs> don't expect you don't expect you to know that I, um smocking is you know nicole will answer better than i will but it's that you know hand woven 
kind of collar style that you'll see mostly on on dresses, although you'll see it on all, all kinds of different clothing items. Uh, how would you kind of elaborate? Yes, it's definitely, it is hand embroidery that is done. Uh, all of our smocking is done out of El Salvador. And it really is, um, it's something that is a very traditional look in the in the south uh i wore it growing up ross actually probably wore mm -hmm. a lot of it growing you know when he was very little um and then you know as we've all had children still dressed our children in that classic traditional look but it is um it's it, it, it is an heirloom piece uh something that can be handed down or shared with friends it's definitely um uh, and, and, and they also yeah. follow i'd say a very seasonal pattern you know so you'll they, they're you know, Christmas, Easter, Valentine's Day, Fourth of July, American flag type stuff. I mean, it, it's kind of follows kind of the major holiday patterns. And what's funny is, uh, you know, Nicole mentioned I probably wore it. I did wear it. <laughs> I'll, I'll often see old family pictures of you know, myself or of cousins or siblings or whatever. And they are wearing a piece that could literally be something we would be selling today. Obviously, you know, designs and things change and evolve. And there's a, there's a huge art element, but there is a real staying power. You know, people have been wearing it for you know, 40, 50 years, they're going to, they're going to be wearing it probably for 30, 40 years into the future. Yeah. There's a very consistent kind of long-term uh, resilience to that, to that style. And, and in terms of classic clothing, you know, we've, we've kind of branched out into other kind of everyday type items that are, you know, don't really come in and out of fashion that are, that are more basic. Well, and I was going to say, it really is a true artisan um, skill that is, passed down in these families in El Salvador. It's, um, you know, their grandmothers and children that are doing it in the home while their kids or grandkids are in the house. They come to the factory once a week, pick up the pieces um, that have been cut by the factory. They take them home, they work on them, and then they take them back to the factory a week later. So it's a great way for us to work with women who are able to then support their families. So it's something that's really foundational to our business. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, and Nicole, also your, your motto is make every moment a milestone. So can you talk about what that means to your organization and how that drives you to keep coming up with new and unique products? Absolutely. Uh, we do, you know, we design so many different types of pieces of clothing. I mean, we do everything from things that you can sleep in to things you can wear to the park, things you can wear to your first day of school. And then we also design collections that your whole family, cousins, grandkids, everybody can all match for, you know, Easter brunch or your Christmas photo, or even just, you know, those special family occasions. So we do really the gamut of different options to dress your family. And so we really, um, I think during COVID, we really found that everybody kind of started dressing a little more casually, but even though they were dressing casually, they were still dressing their children. And you have all these special moments with your children that you don't know when those special moments are going to happen. They may be then they say their first word or when they start walking or, um, you know, just something fun and special that happens or just a sweet moment with their grandparent. And you're taking a picture now with iPhones, we're, we're capturing all these moments that you used to have your camera, you used to need your camera in hand. And now those are happening just every day all the time. And so we want to be part of those moments. Um, and really those little moments are becoming milestones. So that's really where that motto comes from. And I think we're really always trying to think about how can we be a part of those different occasions in your family. This is Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We are with Nicole Brewer and Ross Mulford from Classic Whimsy. 
a milestone moment for us. We'll be right back after this break. We'll talk a little bit more about the business process, a little bit more about e-commerce. Hang with us through the break. We'll be right back right after this. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. We're visiting with Ross and Nicole from Classic Whimsy, one of our great, great e-commerce companies here in Dallas. Now, I have had the great opportunity to come down and tour the facility and see you, you, you guys in action, see your team in action. It's a really special place. So I was hoping you could describe, you know, some of the various different roles you have. You have some incredible designers, your customer service team. Um, you know, all really strong players. So what makes Classic Whimsy such a unique place? So we have our, our great marketing team who oversees everything from photography to getting it loaded onto our website and our social media and getting, you know, the product out there. That's one of the things about having a website is your photography and how you describe the product is so important because that's that's all you have to show your customer. And in our design department, we have this kind of saying, where's the ruffle? Where's the bow? Like what's, what makes our pieces special? And so um, anyways, we have our marketing team and then we have our customer service team and we could not do what we do without, um, without our customer service team, because we really want our customers to feel taken care of. We want to answer their questions, whether it's about how does this fit or what's, what kind of fabric is it? And, um, or where's my package or, Hey, I need to change my order. You know, we want to, want to take it, take care of you at every step of the way. And then we have our amazing fulfillment team. Um, and our fulfillment team is the best in the business. We have um, every step of the way from when that item gets picked and packed. Uh, one of the key things about our business that I think makes us unique is we personalize about half of what we sell. And we can put your child's name on it. We can put their monogram. You get to pick the thread colors. You get to make it yours. And that whole monogramming process is also in our, uh, in our warehouse. And now we have, gosh, Ross, how many machines do we have now? Uh, 16. 16 machines. So we are running them, you know, not quite 24 hours a day, but almost. And uh, we have a great team that, that manages that. Um, so, and then Ross. Well, yeah, what I'd say too, is that the, often you will hear when you talk to other Kind of business people around that they'll say, oh, you know, why don't you use a 3PL? Why do you fulfill yourself? That and the truth is, you know, we when you monogram, customize half your stuff, that's not really an option. And we have it, it, we've ended up going the complete opposite direction where there now is just so much stuff moving through that it actually makes a lot more sense to just have it all there. And we do a really good job with it. We have three outstanding uh, managers in the fulfillment center who really keep stuff moving. That. The sewing program is unbelievable. And so, you know, it, it, it's a serious undertaking when you're picking, packing, shipping, sewing, you know, hundreds of thousands of things per year. And I'm, I kind of never cease to be amazed that it actually works. Um, and that I don't know if you tried to redesign it from scratch, you could do it, but it, it's just an outstanding um, organization that's done a great job. I'd, I'd say on our facility, it's too small, as you probably could tell. <laughs> uh, we kind of like that because you start to really, the boxes start stacking up and it, it really... Uh, makes everyone want to turn the inventory. And so it, it, there's no, 
separation of, oh, we're on the design team or, oh, I'm on the customer. Right. I mean, you, you see right. it, you feel it, you see what's going on. There's kind of no, no abstract thinking, um, which makes, which is great. And so I think that's brought a great culture to all parts of the company where they, they really feel like everyone's on the same team together. Well, and I will say that during crunch times, if we have been behind on shipping or, you know, if we've just had an influx of orders or if we got a shipment late, everybody, marketing, customer service, design, doesn't matter who, we all go back there. Everybody knows how to ship packages mm -hmm. and we are not afraid to all get in there and do it. And I think those are actually some of our favorite times as a team is getting in there and doing that all together and getting those, those packages out. So because it, it benefits everybody, not just the customers. Yeah, so. mm -hmm. You know, Ross, I want to talk a little bit more about the back-end e-commerce uh, process and, you know, how has that allowed you to grow um, as far as e-commerce goes? And also, what do you see in the future there for, for the company? Sure. So I, I, a quick story I'd, I'd share on that, you know, historically, we will do a sample sale in mo most years where we'll, you'll have old samples or inventory or partly just a community event. And so a few years ago we did one and it was, it was a scene, you know, there, there are people everywhere. The cars have blocked off the, the street. You know, it's just, it's, it's mayhem. You know, Nicole and I know people that are, that are there and they're texting us saying, you know, what in the world's going mm -hmm. on is I've never seen anything like this. Right. And when we got back to the warehouse that day, we'd actually sold more stuff online than we had in the sample sale. <laughs> and remember the whole team is at the sample sale. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it just kind of really drove home to me. I, I don't think your mind can quite quantify the scale that e-commerce can operate uh, at which e-commerce can operate. And uh, you know, we're on Shopify. The The landscape continues to really grow. There's still a very there's still a much smaller percentage of overall retail spend that's online than people think. Um, and Shopify is still, you know, they're in aggregate second to Amazon but they're still far behind Amazon. And so mm -hmm. in a lot of the, what you read about during COVID and you know, things moving to e-commerce, that's still just, hey, I used to go to Target. Now I order online. Hey, I used to buy groceries at, at uh, you know, Central Market and I'm, I'm going to place them online first and go pick them up. And mm -hmm. they're still, you're still in the very early innings, kind of like you are with the, with the cloud of um, real DTC e-commerce. And so because we are all online and just have this little warehouse down here in Dallas, we, we sell to all 50 states. And it's, it's, I always find it interesting. People will say, well, why don't, if you guys considered opening a store, would you want, it's, well, well why would you want, no. why would you, want, why would you want 50, why would you want 50 stores in 50 states, right? Or, or yeah. more if you can, if you can do it all from here. Um, and so we, we have, you know, we file sales taxes in about half the country. So we've tripped kind of significant economic levels in about half the country and just kind of all from one location. So I, I do still think we're in uh, the very early innings because of the industry dynamics. And just because, you know, it's a product that, you know, people very much care about their children. They think in advance about their children. You know, I don't remember mm -hmm. what I had for lunch a couple hours ago, but <laughs> but uh, so it's always funny to me that I see I'm blogging in online and there are people buying things for holidays two months out. But it's just that's just the type of landscape that it is. And I think we still are just in the very early stages of what our our potential is, largely thanks to the to the online dynamic. Yeah. Do, do you think being in Dallas is helpful for your growth and and future growth? I think it's it's hugely helpful. You know, simply it's it's in the middle of the country, right? So from yeah. a logistics standpoint, it's outstanding. Um, but also there's a huge history of retail talent here. A lot of people on our on our production team, you know, had been at, at Neiman's or JCPenney or um, places like that, Old Navy. Um, there are a lot of great design schools here that they came from. And then in terms of, of fulfillment, there's a lot, there's a lot of that here too. You know, we've hired some people that have been at Amazon facilities and and so on. And so I, I think that has been tremendously helpful. Um and there, I can't really think of a better place that we could be located. 
Yeah. If you if you just were to start over, this is probably about the best you can do. Well, and it's great too. Dallas Market Center is right right by our office, <laughs> right. and just a couple blocks away, and uh, so we can run up there. We're not having to travel to market, mm -hmm. uh, so it's. It's a great spot. And there's lots of creativity in the Dallas Design District, too. I mean, it's fun even just over lunch to run into, you know, there's always a new place popping yeah. up and just lots of lots of artists down there. That's lots fun. Creative and, yeah, and a creative community that's very collaborative. You know, there, there are other embroidery shops and things and we'll say, hey, you know, having issues with the machine, can, you know, hey, I'll be by in 10 minutes kind of thing. And it's just it's a it's not a zero sum environment. And I think everyone really wants to see the whole. Yeah. Ecosystem thrive, which has been fun. It's kind of fun. Uh, a guy that I grew up with and went to high school with owns Tailwaters, which is kind of at sure. the back end of our driveway. <laughs> and uh, it's funny, he actually hired one of our team members. It's all, all in good. <laughs> but um, anyway, and as as we've both gone through growing pains, this will meet out, you know, in the street, like, okay, what do you think about this? And um, so That's it's cool. fun. We have lots of friends and, you know, resources in the same space. So been fun to draw on that very cool now uh, now ross i know you've mentioned you know uh your vision for new products and new offerings what what's the process you've gone through to you know as you look to expand your product line while keeping your focus on your core business well first i try to stay out of product innovation otherwise i'll get, <laughs> I'll get booted you know you gotta get to know where, where you are and where you aren't and that's not where i am but uh it's not that nicole is really the visionary on that but i i'll say that it you know, we obviously started as we discussed the smocking with these these heirloom special occasion focused pieces that are very nice, and very well done. Um, there are I have three little kids myself, right? I have a I have a four year old and a three year old and a one year old. Things like pajamas, you know, if you haven't had little kids in a long time, I'll remind you, you know, they'll wear they'll go through six or seven pairs of pajamas a day, right? They get dirty, they get food on them um, when they're asleep you know, they'll, you know, their diapers exactly. and their, their issues yeah. like that. Right. So, um, yeah, having two young daughters too, in the, in the springtime, just kind of the casual knit dresses and things like that. I mean, their kids are messy, they're going through them, they're in and out. And so what we kind of started to find and long before I was, I was working with Nicole, they, they, they exploited very well was that that type of product, you know, you may sell one or several a year to a good customer of, of your more seasonal themed stuff, but that everyday stuff, if it was well-priced and of a high quality, there was a lot of demand for it. So I'd say a lot of the new product process has followed that of, okay, what are things, you know, we, we ended up very big in swimwear. And so like, what's a, what's a good thing that can go with swimwear? What else are people buying with swimwear? Well, I'll tell you, you know, it's not fun to go to Lake Texoma with a couple of little kids with, you know, sunglasses that are expensive and have them lose them. Right. So, so we, yeah. we've got to get, you know, now we've rolled out a sunglasses program and, uh, you know, a sleep sack program and some kind of more basic shorts and belts and stuff like that. That's all kind of getting launched now because that, that kind of follows that longstanding yeah. trend. Would you? Yeah, you think no, absolutely. That? I mean, I think Ross has been amazing at identifying what are kind of those steady eddy products and, and what else do we need to be offering and what else is our customer buying somewhere else that they can be buying from us? We, um, you know, we want to be that one-stop shop for our moms and grandmoms. Well, and we have a great, you know, rewards points program and uh, being on shop pay, it, it's, you know, very easy for, for people to check out. That's kind of a new and emerging thing. And so just as many of those niches as you can fill, um, it's just, you know, it's important. It allows people to, you know, our prices are very good. And yeah. that's that, the beauty of selling direct to consumer is, you know, with uh, a lot that's a very good economic proposition to the buyer. And so just as many things as we can try to innovate on, we're 
we're going to try to do. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of people who are listening right now have really wanted to get to this point to see where can they find you so they can buy <laughs> some of your products. So if you could talk about, you know, your social media profile, your website, anything, just to let our listeners know where they can find out more. Absolutely. I mean, the best place to go is our direct to our website, which is classicwhimsy.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook for more kind of the lifestyle, uh, the look of the, the things that we offer. Well, that's great. Well, thank you, Nicole and Ross, for coming by. And we will be right back after this break. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams, stick with us. Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. Man, that time with Ross and Nicole kind of flew by, man. That was a great conversation. Yeah, it's super fun. And, and everybody go check out classicwhimsy.com. They got a really cool team. So um, if you're looking for you know something really nice for kiddos and your family, go check them out. Ryan, I hope everyone had an opportunity to check out our 100th episode. It was something that was super fun. It was something that was really exciting because we had our moms on, but we've heard a lot from around the office. We've heard from some of our friends who texted both of us about how much they enjoyed the episode. It really was fun to work on. You know, I got my my little sister actually listened to it for once and she she was laughing because um, it, uh, where we said something like, you know, we, we don't have any trouble talking. <laughs> and she said, she texted me, you're damn right you don't. So, uh, Anyway, thanks for listening, sis, and thanks for listening. You know, it did, it did end up being a little longer than I thought it was. I think it's, it was probably a little bit of patting of one another we're on just, the back. We're just witty. What can you say? We've still got a few photos in the chamber that we have not <laughs> right. shared also. So not that we haven't shared plenty already. But uh, we did, though, have, I, I believe, one little, you know, little faux pas. That, That's that a nice way to put it. One small faux pas in what was an otherwise almost perfect episode. That's right. And so uh, this is an apology letter to uh, Mrs. Williams and Mrs. Trimble um, for failing to mention them on the 100th episode. <laughs> Again, we are trying our best, but sometimes we come up a little short. So we... Uh, I, tried to, I tried to say we mentioned them so much <laughs> that we didn't need to give that special shout out. That did not go over either. No, no, that that was... I wish you would have workshopped that with him beforehand. <laughs> should have spoken to you ahead of time. Yeah, Man. tough. Tough stuff. But, um, you know, in, in, you know, in the, in the uh, spirit of having double guests, we are efforting to have them as our double guests at some point this season so, they're harder to book than i thought they would i would have they're busy and yeah. popular and uh you know actually doing important stuff maybe we'll have to go to their job if they work <laughs> same place maybe we'll have to that's do that. right maybe we can meet in the parking garage of george <laughs> allen or something i don't know ladies let, let us know well this is definitely you know a mia culpa on our part as well as an olive branch that we're going to be delivering some sort of way to try to get them booked on the show same time. I love it. Let's do it. Well, this has been a really, really fun episode. Um, we are so thankful 
to the team at Classic Whimsy for taking the time out to be on the show with us. Thanks so much to our team here at Allen Media. We want to start always giving thanks to our owners, Mary Willie, Jennifer Pascal. Thanks to the team, including Deborah Meek, keeping us on track, keeping us focused. We are super excited to have a guest coming up from Circle 10 Council next. We'll have Sam Thompson, who is the president and CEO of Circle 10 Council of the Boy Scouts of America as our next guest. So we want to keep pushing out episodes and we're going to ask you to keep listening and keep sharing with your friends, keep sharing with your families and keep on sending us those five-star reviews at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast because we're on all the podcast platforms. Hit us up on social media. You can also contact us through allenmedia.com. You can find our old episodes there as well as reach out to us. Thank you so, so much to um, everyone who, again, celebrated our 100th episode. We'll try to only talk about it one or 200 more times. So for Ryan Trimble, this is Sean Williams, Deconstructing Dallas. Adios. 